0: Welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode leave a five-star review while you're there. I'm so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends over at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless, torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there, but on Motto... Every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurlcom slash or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram threads and TikTok Michael Talk, at MichaelBlockTalk on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Give the editors a BAFTA for saving the premiere. Ten new queens Tate, into the workroom as the fifth iteration of the British spinoff is here. So did it make a great fierce impression? It's time to talk all things Drag Race UK 5. And joining me is a queen who's ready to share all the stories. It's Lori Lou. How are you?
1: Good. Here. Excited for the new season. Yay. I know.
0: It's crazy that we're almost at the end of the year and we still have a brand new season to discuss.
1: Oh my god, I'm so confused in this multiverse. Like
0: me too. The, the, the drag race cinematic universe is just expanding and expanding and literally expanded on the screens because I don't know how them. you
1: keep up. I can barely keep up.
0: Well, the good thing is I am very single, I have no life and no friends. So um drag race <laughs> is my only friend.
1: No, it's just a very big multiverse. Like I don't get yeah. it. It's
0: like the Marvel multiverse It really is. Now, friends, if you're listening and you um work in the New York nightlife, this is your moment to do your duty and nominate Block Talk for Best Podcast and Michael Block for Best Writer, Blogger. I am depending on you. I would like to be nominated again, most likely lose for whatever, 11 or 12 times, but I want the nomination because let me be the Susan Lucci of the Glam Awards. So, friends, please nominate me. Thank you.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, it's Glam Award season. It sure
0: is. And my favorite part of the Glam Award season is the delusion of certain people being like, yeah, nominate me for this category. I'm like, no, no. but Okay, it's fine. Are you putting yourself out there for any nominations?
1: Um, I want to, but I don't know if I'm, like, ready to sport That's fair. Nominations.
0: Well, make uh, sure you okay, get your voting next, code.
1: Next uh, year, I want to be a uh, comedy queen.
0: All right. Well, make sure you message Cherry Jubilee for a voting code so you can still vote this year and nominate. Oh, yeah, year. no,
1: of course, of course. Yeah. Voting, I am doing that. Yes. All right.
0: Well, let's get back to the basics. As always, I must leave a disclaimer this is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us, the reality of instruction We are shown with the editing. Of a television show wants us to see we react to what is presented yes these are real people they give them an opportunity to go on television to share their craft but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed what is said on this podcast for entertainment to discuss reality television show now i emphasize those words because friends if you know the tea you know what ha- happened and like i said editors bravo bravo just as a warning, we will discuss some of it in terms of like why did that seem weird or why are they not showing this full screen. We're going to discuss it and we'll and we'll go and hypothesize. But overall, give me one word to describe the premiere. I mm, I'll say chaotic in a way. <laughs> All right, I'm here for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with fiercish. Yeah, I think
1: it was like chaotic fears you know like in the meme of the chart i think it was chaotic fears because it was pretty good but kind of chaotic compared to the other ones
0: yeah i I agree and i think a lot of it now that we all know what happened Mm -hmm. i think it makes sense because things were like normal but it also felt a little like something's off something's fishy but we'll go through it lights up in the workroom that still looks the same you think one day they'll get an upgrade I think it's time for like an upgrade, a little paint paint job.
1: I don't know. Well, compared to other multiverses, like I feel like some multiverses are really nice and some others is like okay.
0: Yeah, it just feels it's now gotten to the point where we've seen these beautiful bright rooms, and you see this one, it's like it's very gloomy, like England.
1: <laughs> I mean I guess be- that's they are going for No, I guess well, that they could go for like a bigger space too.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. it seems like Compared to other uh, sure. locations that they have, they like very, like spacious and this and that, and it seems like their space is kind of small.
0: Yeah, let's go through our queens. The Bond girls arrived, and I'm ready to murder these bitches. And yes, I needed the captions on to understand what she said. She oh. is Tamara Thomas. She is 25, and she is all the way from Hattipal. Now, in the confessional, look tomorrow thomas is like if a and danny beard had a love child
1: actually when i was watching that i was watching it with my girlfriend and i literally told her i do not blame you if you don't understand this accent i don't <laughs> understand it either yeah, uh about mexican and then we were like both why like the face why is if this is not even all stars why are you already like right?
0: You know, some of these kids these days, they really want to be perfect um, and enhance their faces. But y'all are beautiful the way you are, most of you. (laughs) Most of you. (laughs) She says at her show, you'll see her whips, hair whips, leg kicks, split jumping and splitting her fanny on the floor. She says the drag scene in Hartipool is dead. There's not even a gay bar. And she moved to London to spread her little gay legs in many ways, more than one, and never looked back um, because I'm sure she is a beautiful bottom. <laughs> yes. Her look is by Bang London, hair by Luna Band- Bundy, nails by House of Cruelty-Free Claws. Now, we will discuss the impact of the entrance look in a bit. So we will discuss these entrances as if we've been watching the show forever, like a normal entrance look. I think this was a great first impression. It's sexy. It's fierce. It's got flavor. The construction, and this kills me because I think Bang London is one of the best designers out there. It looked a bit cheap. The cutouts were very clearly cutouts. I like the color story. I like the jacket. I wouldn't be mad at having a meet and greet photo with this look. The mug and the hair are perfection. Like it, it did what it was supposed to do.
1: I mean, I feel like it's an okay. It's like very safe Mm -hmm. look. I think it's a look that. If you pull this at any club, you can perform, you can do kikirika, kraka, whatever. Exactly. Uh, is it very wow and like it maybe shows me who you are? Not necessarily. Maybe it shows me that you're a dancing queen, perhaps. Mm-hmm. That you can do split, right? Absolutely. I am not a fan of not wearing tights. I don't know why, but like, I guess if you have the butt, And the legs, like, show them, I guess.
0: I will give this a toot.
1: It's a toot. It's a toot. A very soft toot.
0: Audience, 91% toot, 9% poop. She is the first one in the workroom, and she immediately goes to the mirror to look at herself, to the shock of nobody.
1: I voted in one of those, by the way.
0: (laughs) I love it. I'm here for it. I love it. Next up, thank God you can't smell me. It's a giant. It's Banksy, who is a slim, vibrant woman in her mid twenties with a lust for life and a flexible spine, which is a complete lie. She's basically got rickets. Now, this look, it checks out both in and out of drag. She gives me Bushwick vibes.
1: Oh yes, I did like her other aesthetics that she presented, but this entrance look, I no, I didn't like. I thought it was lazy.
0: I'm sorry. She likes to be an experimental fashion illustration with big feet and the long legs, the big head with the gorgeous flubby gowns and costumes placed around it. And I was like, show us the gowns because we haven't didn't see it. Banksy tells us that Cheddar Gorgeous of season four fame is technically her drag gender nonconforming parental figure. She says that Cheddar was a big fat loser, but now she's ready to take the crown. Now her look, if you want to even call it a look, uh, is by <laughs> Paul Aaron. Oh, by Licorice Black, Rats by Marius Milan. Yeah, I, I didn't care for this one bit like great you're thin and tall like but the misshapen stars to cover up the nips and the below me down there like it's not enough it looks very cheap um she comes in with the fur already open so she's lacking storytelling that maybe she is a cheap slut or a rat because there are rats on her heels and they um and she does sport those beady red eyes I don't think I'm vibing with Banksy which is a shame because I adore her gender non-conforming parental figure
1: i mean yeah i will say that well like we're gonna discuss that but this look is like i think it's lazy i think like they did tell her oh it's the entrance look like chill like
0: right right
1: do whatever you want like you're not gonna perform you're not gonna do this but like it seems lazy i think that for me the only thing i like is the shoes because you know i mean like the the rats (laughs) we're in the rat city i mean i think that's the most original thing it is
0: very original um and maybe I'm not vibing with her because I do I don't have a phobia but I do not care for rodents whatsoever so maybe that's why I'm like stay away Banksy stay away now I will give it a boot
1: me too yeah mostly because I think it's really really lazy I
0: agree I agree audience 40% to 60% boot tomorrow will you who banksy over and assume she's freezing i mean this is a television production uh you got to keep the room cold with all the studio lights banksy will brainwash in us into believing that she is serving us naked glamour non-binary realness w- where's the glamour
1: <laughs> gowns well you cannot even say gowns beautiful gowns no it's not no. even a gown <laughs>
0: Now, Tamara will tell her she looks like a gorgeous eight-foot-tall model, so now we know that Tamara is great at lying. <laughs> Banksy reveals she is from Manchester, while Tamara shares that she is the northern girl as well. And Tamara tells Banksy that she's already her favorite, while Banksy reminds her she is the only one there, so it's fine, completely fine.
1: Literally. I mean, I know this just like the first ones, but there's a lot of northern girls. There with- really are. It's hard for me because it's like your accent. I have I have accent, but like, damn, I have to work.
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. Let me hear you say, hey, old Miss Carter, it's Miss Naomi Carter. She's 23 from sunny to Doncaster, a.k.a. She tells us there is not much of a gay scene in Doncaster. So she had to pack it up and move to the and friends. I'm still waiting for the map of uh, Great Britain so I can figure out where everything is
1: well i actually did travel a lot in england and oh yeah it, yes i was there for like a bit i was in europe for three years uh that's actually that's why i love the other the german because i speak german
0: <laughs> uh okay well, good to know we're gonna have you on the podcast for that soon <laughs>
1: um i went to england because i have friends there and england is kind of like i'll say like texas because i used to also live in texas it's full of like really small towns so, yeah. they say all of these little towns, and it's true what they say. Like, there's one gay bar because yeah. no one's there. Like, no yeah. one is fucking there. So, you do need a map, even if they tell you, like, oh, I am in this area, this area. No, tell me what is their closest fucking city to you.
0: Right. I mean, I still get confused when they say, like, um, parts of London as like their own city, but I was like, no, but it's all part of London. And I was like, try to help me relate it to New York and the boroughs. And they're like, yeah, that's closer to what like the areas of London are. I was like, oh yeah, well I get that.
1: Yeah, like London, like Camden is more like Brooklyn or stuff
0: like that. (laughs) Miss Danny Cotter's look by Call Me Sophia. Okay, here's the thing. I think it's a really pretty color of a gown. The construction It's a bit obvious, if that makes sense. You can see the pieces and elements that made the gown. The makeup is good. I would love to see her blend a bit more if possible. What does not work for me is the rooted wig. I think if she went with that beautiful light brown, I would have liked it a bit more with this classic silhouette. I'm just afraid that the styling of the hair is not helping the overall look. It's not terrible. Again, it's a bit of a safe look, but I'm going to need her to push a bit more because I don't know who the fuck she is based on this entrance look.
1: Yeah, I will say for me, I don't mind as much the wig. I'll say it for me, the middle of the dress, that construction is not yeah. really well fitted. That for me, that's what's bothering. And yeah, I agree. The color is nice. It's a nice color. It's very pageanty, which is kind of weird because I know there's pageants in the UK, but not like not like
0: Portland. we have them.
1: Yeah, and she looks like a Texas pageant girl.
0: She sure does. I'm going to give this a soft toot.
1: Yes, me too. I think it's it's nice. I, I'm not a fan of the fitting in the middle. It could be tighter. But overall, it's, it's better than the other one.
0: <laughs> Audience, 45% toot, 55% boot. Now, you may notice that Naomi will say her entrance line, we will get a quick confessional, and bang, she's at the table. No running or screaming toward her sisters. So my conspiracy theory is that sitting next to Naomi is our edited out queen. I do not have confirmation of this. I only speculate because the nails that you will see in a very tight shot of Naomi and Tamara don't seem to be the nails on Banksy's hands. And there is a quick glimpse of black hair. Internet sleuths, do you work? Is my conspiracy correct? Editors, if it is, you're doing a very good job because we would never have known there was another queen in that room at that moment. She will tell the girls that she is from Doncaster where they have one gay bar that's not very busy and Tamara says it's better than Hardable because at least they have a gay bar. (laughs) Banksy will correctly guess that Naomi's name derives from Naomi Campbell and Beyonce Carter. Very simple, but Naomi will say that she sounds more like Jay-Z. That that pretty much checks out. She's got a good personality, I will say that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think she was like, okay, like, like your standard drag queen, like, yeah. funny but also like glam and you know then their reference name it was pretty simple dare
0: i, I say it's a bit like, generic yeah
1: i didn't want to say that <laughs> <I said it.
0: laughs> now banksy loves naomi's accent as she sounds like someone's granddad or the voice of the waltzes she is asked what she's known for naomi says she's known for being a bit gobby well what is gobby it's british slang for talking too much that checks out <laughs> All right, last is Michael Marulli on season five. Uh huh. <laughs> it's Michael Marulli, and there is certainly work done on in that face. She is a daft camp yeah. Geordie bastard with a heart of gold and a flair for the dramatic at the ripe old age of thirty-nine. <laughs> the oldest queen on Drag Race UK.
1: Yeah, well, I'll say that that season has a lot of plastic surgery, a lot of plastic. They
0: do. Thing. They do. She says the reason she's not called Patio D'Or, is or anything like that, she is Michael, in and out of drag. Call her she, call her he, as long as you call me. I was like, okay, you practice that line, I like that.
1: No, but I agree with that, I am the same, like, you can yeah. call me whatever the fuck you want, just call, like, say my name.
0: Exactly. Lame. look by Ilaria lapore hair by marcos plagues this is a walk around look at best it's very simple but the way she sells it i kind of am buying it that being said she's giving me india farah vibes with the silhouette and the hair i think the chains on the top are not matching the gold shoes but that's just me wanting conformity this is just very safe and comfortable
1: yes i agree i like the chain idea i just i the fit is weird for me. I do like the wig and I love Marco. Like I would love to have a Marco wig. Right?
0: Outfit. They're good.
1: They're yes. But yeah, the outfit it it's safe too. Uh I don't think this was ever thought about to be used like in any other situation because of that. I like the chain idea, but I can just imagine trying to do a split or anything in that, like dancing, and you are the world.
0: I'm gonna give this a boot. I don't I I think I I think she can do better.
1: I think she can do better, but it's not hideous for me. I'll put it like very, very soft toot.
0: Audience very conflicted here as well. Forty seven percent toot, fifty-three percent boot. Now, as Michael is posing, the queens will say she's got big hoops, to which Michael in pose says, all the better to sit on your face. But the oop is there is a from behind shot of the girls where there is a mysterious fifth head. Okay, the editors did their best to try to distract us, but I caught it. I got you, girl. Um, Now, she's asked how long she's been doing drag, and she reveals it's been 15 years. She is an all around entertainer where she hosts, performs things and does comedy. Tamara says that Michael has been doing drag for 15 years and she's never heard of her before. Well, child, that's because you're an egotistical general Zer. i I'm so mean. I'm so mean. Meanwhile, Michael is like, I follow Tamara on Instagram. She don't follow her back, but she will after. But hashtag blocked. (laughs) And people, if you are listening to the podcast and I don't follow you back, I am sorry because Instagram has like a limit of follows and I've apparently exceeded the limit and I can't not...
1: Oh my uh, God. Don't, right now. don't get me started. Like, please don't let anyone like get caught up on Instagram in general. Like anyone listening. Instagram is so weird. It has a it weird really algorithm. Is. Like the other day I found out like it has sometimes it unfollows people that you actually want to follow.
0: Right. It's
1: insane. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like, Instagram is weird and then keeping up with that and then like you're like shadow banned for random reasons like it's so weird so I don't know I I wouldn't get like offended if that yeah. happened.
0: Now Michael doesn't think the girls have a clue who she is, just bewilderment in their eyes. And I say use that to your advantage. If they don't know what you're capable of, like play up on that.
1: Yeah, I mean I I think that's a good strategy. Like I'll you know that's something that I've noticed in all the multiverses of Drag Race. A lot of girls like go there and say like oh I am like this queen, right? I would not say shit. I'll say I don't know how to do anything. Yeah.
0: I don't yeah. shit. I don't
1: know how to do anything. I'll like even I'll just say I don't know how to paint. So like no one expects anything from me and is, you know.
0: That's a good strategy.
1: You didn't Michael will tell
0: the girls. That she's from Gran Canaria and asks if anyone else has performed there, and none have. So, for those who haven't been to Gran Canaria or know of the legend or curse of the Gran Canaria Islands on Drag Race Hispania, she yeah. tells us it's basically a concrete gay jungle and at night, sunset, sangria, and filth. Sign me up.
1: I know, I actually I found it very weird that Gran Canarias is not doing well because I don't know if you've seen their their pageant, the pageant that they do. Oh, I've
0: seen clips. It's oh like, but
1: it's wow! So to see them not do great is like these are great performers. It's true, and they have very extravagant androgynous drag.
0: I blame the hobbies, but whatever. <laughs> no, my off tomorrow. I,
1: mean, itself, Tamara, so I think. Right I- Go ahead. Yeah, no, I I think like their their drag is sometimes more like show based and maybe not sure, like sure. the challenges that they have in Drag Race, you know. But other and than you
0: that, you know what? Great... So, sometimes you can be a great drag artist, but not necessarily good at the game of Drag Race. Yes. Well, Michael tells tomorrow she would fit right in in the Grand Canaria. Um, I bet she would. She'd would be with the pass round bottom for sure. Next up. Heathcliff, it's me. I'm Kathy. I've come home. I'm so cold. Y'all, for those who didn't know why there was a rattlestick sound effect and why no one was sure what she was saying, those are lyrics to Kate Bush's Wuthering Heights. It is Kate Bush. She is 26 years old and she is the biggest dickhead in Derbyshire um uh she's the biggest nerd to ever be on drag race and i bet she has a lot of leather-bound books in her library and drinks scotch and whiskey um <laughs> that confessional look was completely unexpected but it was so british
1: i i i chose this
0: <laughs> so Kate Butch describes herself as the comic sands of drag, instantly relatable, but ultimately tragic. She goes on to describe it as your mom's friend, Sue, who's just discovered memes and then immediately had a nervous breakdown. She is very much an old soul in a child's body. She is mainly known as a stand-up comedian. She doesn't do what a lot of drag queens do and put on a wig and dick her out in a pub and be mean to people and call that stand-up. She calls that her off day. Okay, so she's got jokes, and that's kind of a joke that I would make, and I do all the time, sorry.
1: Friend. no i like i like <laughs> funny like for me the comic sense i like died when i heard that i was like Bitch, shut up i like that and i mean i like a funny queen it's just it's like i will describe it that she's like the that joke of drag instead of the comic sense
0: yeah yeah absolutely She tells us that she is not your classic, pretty, gorgeous, model-esque drag queen. She is the dinner lady from down the street with a fleece with a picture of a wolf on it. Her look is by Kate. Hair by Sal by Vodka, Jewels by Crown Jewels UK. This look is very old school and very Jinx Monsoon. From the silhouette to the hair, I love the colors and the use of the velvet in the lining and the shoes. The maroon does pair well with the ginger hair. I'm not loving her makeup. I'm not sure if it's because of the shapes or if it just feels incredibly flat. She doesn't really give you levels or volume. I do think stylistically, I'm very intrigued. and I feel like she and I would get along. But in the world of drag race, I'm a bit worried. But you have to stand by your brand, make it work for the race. And I hope to be proven that she will be able to adapt to the hip youthful energy that the show has been proven that they want.
1: Yeah, I mean... I'm not a fan of the outfit it's very well constructed that is true um but yeah it just looks old and that's something that I don't understand as me that I am aiming for the Miss Comedy Queen title I don't think being funny has to be you know against or fighting or you cannot be related to fashion like you can be funny and you know still kind of look pretty I mean you can be and pretty. So I don't give her, yeah. Why they separate that. Like I can, uh, the same with the the makeup note, you can paint pretty and still be funny the fuck.
0: That's true. I'm gonna give her a two.
1: I think, yeah, I just, I hate that bow. That bow is disgusting.
0: It's so bad. Audience 69% toot, 31% boot. Now, as she stands there posing, Michael will ask if that bow is in her hair or if she's just happy to see them. And she says both. So she's witty. She's very quick, which is very important on this show because you need to be able to banter. Now, we will see our first interaction between her and Michael, where she tells us that she's Kate Bush, like the singer, but with a T for legal reasons. (laughs) I'm sure the real Kate Bush would be like, I love the tribute, even though you're a weirdo.
1: Well, yeah, but I like the the butch, you know, the. Mm-hmm. it's funny. It is. It is a funny thing.
0: Now, after the confessional about her stand-up, we cut right into her saying, stand-up nonsense situation. And it's a weird cut because I have to assume the editors had to edit out the queen who asked her the question, what do you do? She'll say that her comedy is award-winning maybe to which Michael is like, was it first prize at Croofs, which is a dog show for those who don't know. But Kate jokes back that she has won second prize in a beauty competition on six games of Monopoly. And I don't know what that meant.
1: Me neither. I was like, oh, I don't know. And also I was like, a beauty competition. Okay.
0: She is representing the famous town of Buxton, Derbyshire, which has some famous water, Um, the spas. Apparently people go there for the spas and the good water. Mm. all right kneel for your goddess yeah it's caramel she is 26 and from london but actually from atlanta georgia she says she is quite well known as she is high energy dance performer she can sing she can dance she can do whatever the fuck you need her to do i love her so much
1: same she ate since the moment she stepped in she ate
0: here by sebastian This is how you do it. Move over, Miss Carter. This is the Beyonce we wanted. This is a warrior diva. The hair is exceptional. The garment looks like armor. It is a beautiful color story of this honey gold and black. The warrior staff could have been adorned a bit more for drag, but she stomped in and the girls knew it might be over before it began. This is how I make a great first impression.
1: It's giving me Sasha Colby PTSD. (laughs) Yep. But no, she ate the entrance. Like, wow.
0: Who would you take in a lipstick? Caramel or Sasha Colby?
1: Um, no, Sasha Colby.
0: Okay. okay. You know that's what? Maybe one day we'll my, see it.
1: That's my wife.
0: I'm going to give this like a toot.
1: No, this is a toot. Absolutely. Like she ate. She fucking ate. And I was like zooming to the picture. And the way, I don't know if it's fake leather. But the construction looks beautiful. And they have so like all of them had all the studs. Like, mm-hmm. I think they like hammer them. They look so good.
0: It looks incredible.
1: And the wing, the yeah. wing looks human. I don't know. Oh, it
0: has to be a human unit. Absolutely. I don't think this girl does anything but human units. Audience 87% toot, 13% boot. She turns in the screen, ah! of course, I know, right? I'm a little shocked there. They know of Caramel. Bangsy says she is Beyonce and is an absolute trance icon of the UK drag scene. And we have a little interaction between Caramel and Tamara Thomas, who fancy seeing them there together. Kara's told her when she sees her, it's on site. And we will learn a lot about their bond later. But think a bit more of it more as a taste of horror roommate situation as opposed to a love interest situation. Now, Kara says, unfortunately, she is a housemate with Tamara, to which Tamara stomps back and says, That's what she hears at night, thumping. So apparently, um, Caramel gets around. I a lot mean, of callers. fierce callers.
1: I w- when I was looking at that, and they said, like, oh, roommates or whatever, I'm like, oh, this bitch is new that they were like, We're gonna
0: see i mean you obviously like you can't be making like 12 looks in your room and be like um what are you doing because i'm doing the same thing just for fun
1: yeah or like being like hey i'm going on vacation guess what me too
0: (laughs) going on a cruise now michael will detect an accent And the Americans are like, how rude. But really, it's just the Northern Americans confirming that it's an accent because we Americans from the North don't have accents it's the Southerners.
1: Uh, Well, I cannot say anything about
0: accents. I know, I know. (laughs) She tells us that she is from Atlanta, but she came there for university as drag kept her there. She says that London drag scene was for her. She says even when she goes back to the States to perform, she has never felt the same overwhelming support that she has there. And every American was like, just you wait, we will give you the uh, red carpet welcome next time.
1: Uh, well, I I actually identify when she said that because mm-hmm. I mean, I felt the same with Mexico. Like, uh, yes, I started dragging Mexico and all of that, but I feel like now my house is here in new york that's and fair that's fair back here so i kind of like when she said that i was like you know what i feel that i i get it
0: she's been performing since she came out of her mom's coochie and then calls out Tamara as the freshest and Tamara says that you can tell by looking at her as they're all haggard as fuck and Tamara says she'll be haggard when uh tara says that she'll be haggard when she's been sent home can't wait to watch these roomies battle surely one of them will send the other packing
1: i guess well i have high hopes for caramel
0: me too me too all right here's one of my favorite entrance lines ever the toilet's blocked it's ginger johnson
1: (laughs) oh my god yes
0: she is a helium balloon in the shape of a woman and she is 34 and based on her confessional i look good for my age oh my god and i'm older than she is oh wow Ginger is inspired by some of the amazing women that she grew up around in the Northeast, like the lady that ran the paper shop, the ladies in the Red Cross shop that let her try on dresses after school. She has been doing drag for 15 years where she is a writer, director, puppeteer and known for being able to eat eight 10-inch hot dogs in two and a half minutes. Good for (laughs) you. How did you learn to do that?
1: I mean, you sometimes learn stuff. I learned how to balloon swallow for a number.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I don't think (laughs) eating hot dogs is a drag show talent, but maybe it is in England. I don't know. Or maybe Uh, was talking about other kind of hot dogs.
1: You'll be impressed. I've seen a number where the talent is making a sandwich and eating it.
0: Listen, I'm here for that. I love food. Her look is by Ginger Hair by Venus Envy, Jewels by Mark Bowen, Stage Jewels. I love the campaign classic drag that Ginger brings here. The hair is styled so well, and the Ginger color is so bright and vibrant. Perfect branding. The look is giving you a very old-school silhouette with all the sparkle you could want. I think the use of fuchsia and orange on a green base brings you so much dimension. I will say that the cut at the bottom of the dress is not my favorite. I'm not sure why the asymmetry, but listeners of this show just know that I'm just not an asymmetrical girly. I like this. I know what I'm going to get from her, and I think that's important in an entrance look.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with the, like the cut, like the spiky, whatever. I don't like it, but other than that, the dress is gorgeous. And the, I don't know if there's stones. I think there's stones, uh, they're beautiful. Like if it was like a regular cut, I would have won this dress or not, you know, even like if it's asymmetrical, like from the thigh to to the knee, but like all straight, Mm -hmm, I would have loved that too. I just don't like the spiky cut and whatever. But other than that, the wig is perfect. The dress, I like it in, in that area. I would just say I'm not a fan of the makeup that much.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I'm going to give her a two. A two, too. Audience, 62% toot, 38% poop. Now Michael from the peanut gallery will say that red and green should never be seen, to which she's corrected that uh, that's not red, that's orange. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe she's colorblind, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, she tells, yeah. She tells them that she's originally from County Durham, and tomorrow's is happy that another northerner is in the house. Like, Ginger when, tells us that having the northeast accent in the room makes her feel at home, and Michael says basically they're all rough AF. Michael will make a very British comment and say basically they go to Greg's and have they suck off people behind the Azda, if you know what she means. And I, I know the Gregs part, but I didn't get to go to Greg's when I went to London for DragCon. Hopefully next time. Did oh, you ever I go to Greg's?
1: No, I didn't. Um, I was more in Birmingham
0: mm-hmm.
1: when I was there because I have friends there. And London is, I mean, I know this complaint is going to sound so stupid living in New York, but London is so
0: expensive. (laughs) You're right. It is. Pink people ask what they can expect from a Ginger show, and she says all sorts of things. She writes her own show. She tries to be the star of her own show. And Ginger is so happy to be there and notes that the room is so pink, like a migraine waiting to happen. Whereas Michael says, it's like a big, massive bumhole. And some of the girls are like, my bumhole is not that color. (laughs) They wish. They wish. Well, this isn't the drive-through, but I'm still about to eat. Hello, world. It is her, Crystal Versace, with a personality, D-Delicious. Dee At the age of 20, she says she is the ultimate milk of dragon. The kids are Darren, so she's here to have a good time. Again, another one who's like, I don't care about my age. I want to be an old person. No, you don't. G- your kids stay young. Don't Literally. get old. It hurts.
1: I know. I know. I have like some of my kids because like I work with children. They're like, I want to be an adult. I'm like, you don't.
0: You don't know what you're Mm -hmm. talking. No. Now, Diddy Licious is forced and first and foremost, a performer still and have comedy elements. In London, she has a very strong drag family where they run Soho. Sorry about that. Her look is by Didi, hair by Flesh, another fabulous drag artist in London. This is how you do it. You serve high drag with good hair, stamp, mug, and personality. I love the blue and gold. It pairs so well together. It's a very classic drag silhouette rather than a youthful fashion moment. I love that the catsuit goes right into the heel. The lining is exceptional, but I just can't get past Crystal's face on her face. I hope she will be able to play around with it. Um, Like there is even an ode to like blue hydrangea, but you can't tell me like, It's because they all came up around the same time and played in drag around the same time and learned from the same videos
1: yeah i i do see the resemblance of like their family resemblance in the makeup like if it wasn't because she's as lightly not as a twink than crystal i would think that's crystal honestly
0: yeah um and the thing is Didi's not big crystal's just that thin
1: no, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like well, yeah,
0: Crystal is a fucking. <laughs> she like when I met her, I was like, I I you 13 of you could fit into one of me.
1: I know. Well, I met her at pieces when she was like visiting here. huh uh-huh. And I think the mo the fattest thing I saw on her was that filler in her lips.
0: Literally. 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 Uh, this look is a two. I really liked it.
1: No, it is gorgeous. And they're weak too, like everything. I don't see anything wrong. I mean, the only, if I had to pick up on something is that I would like her own style of makeup.
0: I agree. Audience 90% toot, 10% boot. Banksy will call out delusional and it's already starting. She will sit down and tell the girls that it wasn't her makeup day. And I'm like, oh, we're starting the pity party for someone who deserves no pity already. I see how it is fishing for compliments. I hate when people do that. I hate it. I hate it so much.
1: I don't even, I cannot even take a fucking compliment.
0: <laughs> She will tell the girls that what she is most known for in terms of drag relations she is the drag sister, not daughter of Crystal Versace. no pressure at all. they have known each other uh, each other since they were eleven years old, and I hope that Crystal signed off on that baby photo that they use of the two of them. Oh my God, precious little future twinks.
1: Oh my God, can you see that when you're a child? Well, yeah, no, you can you can
0: yes, you can. Oh. <laughs> She tells us that they came to London together and they went on their own journeys, but she thinks it's time for her to take her own crown. She will tell the girls that she this is her passion and drive and has done the most sacrifice for this. And she's here now. And I'm shocked that the other girls were like, so we didn't sacrifice anything. Okay.
1: I will say the only something that it's a trend. I know it happens not only in UK, like the UK franchise, whatever why do you name drop like why are you putting this pressure to yourself like okay you can say like oh i'm from this family but then like insisting like oh i'm like this family this family because
0: i think the producers told her to do it
1: i mean yes but like because what's
0: interesting right now we've had our three connections and tamara is the only one who has not mentioned that a is her sister
1: yeah, like those type. I wouldn't say it. Like maybe I'll say it, like later in the game.
0: Exactly, exactly. Then
1: you set yourself for like maybe failure because I'm sorry. I will. I'm gonna compare now. um The delicious to Crystal. You know, it's, it's I'm gonna true. compare her, and if she doesn't do great, I'm gonna be like, "Bitch, she won." Exactly.
0: Why? Exactly. All right, boys. Want to bite to my paste pasty? She is Vicky Vivacious. She is thirty six years old, and she is a cabaret queen of Cornwall. Now, as a fellow thirty six year old, damn, I look fucking good. <laughs> it's a makeup. I'm gonna say. Makeup. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say something about Vicky out of drag. I usually like younger boys. I'm not mad at Vicky Vivacious. She's very attractive.
1: I think Vicky yeah it looked good out of drag like compared to other ones
0: do you think me being attracted to a fellow 36 year old is my, the growth that people have been wanting from me
1: <laughs> i i cannot say anything because i'm the opposite i like <laughs> people so that's fair i mean Mickey my, does. my okay. girlfriend is 36 so
0: oh <laughs> 34 34. she's gonna kill (gasps) she didn't even know her age oh no all right well vicky does six to nine shows a week and also performs in the barracks all around the country for the armed forces she likes to think of herself as a sexy drag zero now drink anytime she mentions performing for the armed forces you might be drunk by the end of this episode
1: yes i i know they say that comment later but she does look like Bianca, like as like a white Bianca. It's true.
0: it's true. She says the biggest misconception of her drag is people think she's got a stick up her ass as she is slightly regimented. Maybe it's the military as the barracks boys are rubbing off on her and sticking that stick in her. And yes, take a drink. Her look is by James McAver Costumes, hair by Wigs by Brenda Labou, jewels by Mark Bowen Stage Jewels. This is fresh. It's campy. It's so much fun. I love the black and white. It's very dynamic color story for this very vintage inspired look. Going with velvet. Smart choice. I love the hair. I will say that I'm still trying to get used to her mouth. I don't know if it's the size or the shape she paints or the color with the liner. There's just something very cartoonish. I do think the heels being hat and leather was a miss as they do clash do the fabrics having such varying feels but overall i thought this was very well done
1: no i i i do love her for me it was i love bianca is my favorite drag queen so I she does her. give me a vibe uh i do agree with the the makeup for her face like her lipstick shape i'm actually looking at her instagram and she does it she not only overdraws like she
0: it looks like i know this is mean for me to say because i know a lot of my friends do the big overdrawn lip but it looks like she ha- got something stuck on her mouth looks like she drank know. something and it's it stuck
1: one thing is overdrawing this is like i don't know it's like, cartoonish
0: it's very cartoony
1: yes exactly like it's all over her face that's what i'm seeing
0: and she's a lot of highlighter under the eye
1: yeah well i'm not mad at that like it's, it's not it's very bianca me. del rio yeah, it's not bothering me as much as the mouth, because it's I kind of like it's what is bothering me about that is more the propor- the proportion, like Absolutely. you have like this proportion, this proportion. And that one is like slightly bigger than the, everything else. Yeah. That's why it's bothering us.
0: I think you're right. I think you're right. It's a toot, though. This looks a toot.
1: Yeah, it is. It is.
0: Audience, 84% toot, 60% boot. Michael will say, why in the name of God is she doing here? She thinks that they have a connection. She knows her and thinks she looks absolutely stunning, as always. She will tell us that she thinks Vicky's pasty probably tastes a bit like desperation and despair and old fingernails clinging on for to life. Alright. <laughs> have you ever had a pasty? No. Me either. I want to have one next time I go. Vicky will drop the voice for a hot second as she shares that she is the first Cornish girl to appear on Drag Race UK. She says this is a bit more glamorous than she's used to, as she's used to cleaning cow shit off her shoes. Now, I do know a little bit of the geography here because I know that uh, Cornwall is all the way to the west.
1: Oh,
0: all the way to the west, basically in the ocean. She tells the girls that she is a cabaret queen where she sings, acts, dances, tells a good dad joke, and I'm like, oh my god, I can tell great dad jokes. I do it every episode. They will put her on the spot to tell them a a dad joke, and she blanks, which is exactly how I would be if you asked me to do a dad joke. I'm like, I can't just recall them. It's got to come out naturally.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's me whenever people are like, yeah, let's be, like, let's do a rose. I'm like, bitch, I don't know you.
0: Exactly. All right. First, we stole your jobs. Now I'm going to take your crown. It's Alexis St. Pete. She is 28 years old, and she is your favorite Polish export. She says she is a clown trapped in a supermodel body with a big passion for performing. She was going to say penis, but thought she couldn't say that. And well, they aired it, so you could have said penis. She came to the UK when she was 12 and wanted to be a ballet dancer, but she was too short. She knew she wanted to be under the spotlight, and voila. She says as a Polish queer person to be representing her country in her new homeland feels amazing and right. Did you get to go to Poland?
1: I did. And I am very upset with her because she stole my phrase.
0: <gasps> oh, my God. You should slap her in the face.
1: I know. Well, she didn't say like exactly how I said, but yeah. And it's funny because actually in Europe, when I was there... They all said like, "Oh, the Polish are like the Mexicans for United States," and I was like, "I don't know how that comparison makes me feel."
0: <laughs> well, I mean, here, here's what I mean. Most of the time when we make Polish jokes, it's because they're like allegedly dumb. Um, and I am part Polish, so I'm part a lot of things, but I, I have a little Polish in me, so I can make the joke. But yeah, a lot. Most of the times, it's like, "How many poles does it take to screw in a light bulb?" It's those kinds of jokes um where in poland did you get to go
1: i mean i just went to the parts that were from germany and you know they did gotcha little, gotcha a little mess
0: gotcha <laughs> such a guy all right the look is by fetish daddy gear here by steven austin it's a sexy dominatrix pierogies woman I think this is a very hot and uh, may have actually actually be a start of a porn. I don't know. I love the latex course and I love the jacket. The hair with the bandana is a great nod to the traditional garb in Poland. What gets me confused are the shiny stockings. Like the color is so off, but I think it was deliberate and I'm just a little lost at why she did it. She wants to sell sex and that's what she sold. So if that's the goal, she wins.
1: I mean, I think I know the. Brand, the brand uh, that letter daddy, it's great, it's actually a great letter, but maybe it was just part of the outfit. I don't know, but yeah, I would maybe I would have discarded those. I don't know. Yeah.
0: This look but is other so good. I'll give it a two.
1: I give it a two, yeah. I, other than that, it's like really good. And I actually want to shout out that makeup because it's really good.
0: Makeup. It's so beautiful. Audience 90 to 10 boo. Kate will mock her from the side and tell them to put a black light on that and they'll see some stains. <laughs> I bet they will. Um, I don't know if you saw some of her photo shoots on Instagram, but um, I'm not jealous at all that she had like 12 fucking sexy men and harnesses just touching her.
1: Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it yeah. now.
0: She will tell the queens that she is Polish and thinks she is the first ever Polish queen to be on Drag Race. What happens at Alexa's show is a lot of dancing, lots of seduction. Now, Cara will say that four of us were in a lip-syncing competition together. Which four? Because the camera's going to cut to Didi smiling. So that means we have Kara, Alexis, and Dee. Who's number four? I think we know who number four is, but we can't know who number four is.
1: I mean, honestly, when I was watching, I didn't notice. And I just, like, very that's why
0: i'm here i notice everything i have to what
1: happened (laughs) and it doesn't matter
0: anyway because kara won
1: yeah i know that they said that
0: (laughs) she will tell them that she is nervous so if she speaks a little too fast put the subtitles on and pretend she's funny and laugh but the way that she delivered it to the camera and then they put the subtitle on was brilliant i love those touches of editing again editors you're doing a great job
1: no, that, that was great, and actually I I felt a little bit bitter because that's kind of the type of shit that I do.
0: Listen, you can do it on another franchise, that's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's like bitch, I do that too. I they normally do are... that in my low budget, I said, like, we actually we don't have the budget, we cannot add subtitles.
0: Because I love we it. I'm here for have the budget. <laughs> That's good comedy. Uh, listen, you tell me when to put your name down, I'll put your name down. <laughs> The alarm sounds. It's time to get the party started. We will get our room mail and some very tricky editing. Whoever had the brilliant insight to put the edited out girl on the end saves a lot of this episode. And that's why we have shots of five queens and tight shots of singular queens. And I bet most people watching won't notice. But if you can tell that it feels a little bit off compared to previous seasons, that's yeah. why. Now, Rue Ru arrives and she's wearing like her winter UK garb. Like that jacket was not giving. But at least she was warm.
1: I... For me, with Ru, it's like, he's giving me this older granddad who wants to be, yeah. like, cool, like, I'm a cool mom, whatever, and trying to do this lang, and it's, like, him trying to speak the, the accent is, like, please stop. Don't do it. It's funny. It's funny.
0: Now, we're going to get someone say that meeting RuPaul is like meeting Kermit the Frog. Do you think that's a comparable thing? What? i know right kermit the frog is so cooler no i'm kidding you know he's a puppet we learned that a thousand applied to compete but their charisma uniqueness, nerve and talent snatched their attention and their breath had a little something to do with it ew that line that was gross we find out that the winner will receive a crown and scepter from a company revealed later this season and the champion will create their very own series produced by the Twisted Minds behind RuPaul's Drag Race. And please note that the Aftershave with Danny Beard is her winning show and the one she says people actually want to watch. Shady! <laughs> did you watch Keep- Keeping with the Crystal Kardashians? No. Um. Did you watch Tarting Around? No. Did you watch the Vivian one? No. See, Danny Beard's on to something. She knew exactly what she'd do. It's smart, smart Yeah, I
1: know. The, the Danny Beard, I think she thought about it. Like
0: I, I'll tell you right now. Danny something Beard. That is,
1: people Danny Danny Beard already is know, already mm-hmm. want to see something like that. I mean, because I think it will be the equivalent of the pit stop for. Ex- exactly. You
0: the Brit crew is summoned and give me that white boy with the bulge. Jesus Christ. Let's take a trip to Poundtown. <laughs> what did they do they just stood there they had no purpose i'm not complaining but
1: i think they were just uh you know teasing
0: <laughs> yeah they were just so their very first maxi challenge they'll be throwing the fierce impressions ball they'll be judged on three looks sure first look daytime drag and surprise it's what they're wearing now and that my friends is how to shake up the entrance look and raise the stakes. I've been saying it for years that the entrance looks on all the franchise are dropping in quality because they never know what the first challenge is going to be. And if it's something that is going to get destroyed, why wear something expensive? Now with this twist, you might be judged on it, so you have to step your pussy up. Do you like this twist? And do you think this will change how future contestants plan their entrance looks?
1: I halfway agree with what you said and like half I disagree because as a drag performer, like you don't want to destroy. Well, I'm not a a performer that likes to destroy my stuff. Like for example, I know there's other performers who like, they get all like dirty stuff. Um, I don't have the money to go to a professional (laughs) laundromat, but like, yes, I do think that you should step it up and bring something pretty and nice and presentable. But maybe okay. bring something fashionable, nice and whatever that you can still move and can be comfortable. Like, don't do like three pieces of just covering your nipple. Like, don't be lazy, but also like don't be so extravagant that maybe you cannot move if they put you to, I don't know, jump with sharks because they have time. Right.
0: I mean, again, like we I think Things really changed with season five of the U.S. franchise when the first photo shoot was, hey, go jump in that water with your beautiful $10,000 gown. Like That's when people were like, wait, wait, no, we're not going to be doing these high elevated looks because they might get wet, they might get dirt on them. And and I don't think people want, want to do that, which you're like, who has the ability to go to an expensive laundromat? So I think now saying you might get judged on it, might maybe the quality won't be as strong, but the imagery and the silhouette is going to be better. And I think that is going to be very important. So future contestants of the show, set your pussy up for the entrances and make me love your entrances again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say like, I think more like don't be lazy because in my delusion, yep. I already planned my entrance look and shit, but it wouldn't be something that I cannot move. You know, At absolutely.
0: Now, Rube reveals that the, as they were making the workroom entrances, judges we're watching them i love it the second look up in the club now we'll get to it in a bit but like did it most of the girls like not really even change but we're not even going to critique them like we normally do um but they're told they have to serve a hot club look that impresses a group of internationally famous jet setters who rue is invited to help them they have an hour to pull themselves together and then they'll meet down at the club and rue will say tickety boo bob's your uncle those are new phrases rue has learned so you will be hearing them a lot this season I can't wait have you heard either of those phrases before
1: no but i think it's hilarious that rupaul is trying to like get all this line
0: right so tickety-boo is essentially doing all right and bob's your uncle means there you have it so brits if i don't have that right please tell me and then blame google um but for now we're gonna learn what book number three is after the club We arrive to Club Tickety Boo, which is a new fun location on set with a big surprise. The reveal of our international guests of honor. We have... From UK vs. the World, the co-host of Drag Race Thailand, Panjani Heels, Season 14's Lady Camden, Drag Race 12 and host of the Drag Race France franchise, Nikki Dolm. The lip-sync assassin from Drag Race 11, All-Stars 6 in Canada vs. the World, Silky Meganosh, Drag Race UK and UK vs. the World winner, Blue Hydrangea, UK Season 4's Sminty Drop, and Canada's Drag Race UK vs. the World and All-Stars 8 winner, Jimbo. Did you like seeing all of our friends again?
1: uh well i agree with the joke they said uh seeing pangina and jimbo in the same room
0: right um okay first off michelle and alan carr are going to be there as well obviously we know that this season was filmed immediately after dragon uk so these queens literally closed up their booth went to bed and headed straight to the set like the next morning
1: literally i know <laughs>
0: because literally i i think i interviewed one two three four five out of the eight there no five out of the seven there um jimbo i interviewed in la and i have not actually got to talk to silky yet but yeah well, i literally the day before like spoke all to camden and nikki and panadrian and blue
1: but i think yeah blue was wearing that uh <laughs> Yeah,
0: I, know. I was like, girl, come on. And so was Camden. Camden wore that look for at DragCon, too.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, these looks are kind of like I would expect for uh entrance look because these are queens that they were hours and hours and hours in drag. Yeah. And they're serving looks, but they're also kind of comfortable, but they're like Absolutely. elevated. So that's what I will say, for example, like for the entrance look then be judged. That's what I will
0: expect. Now, when our season five girls enter, they are gagged to think this must be a walk-off. Banksy sees her Manchester mate, Sminty, and that seems to be the only connection that these queens have. Now, Miss Naomi Carter, again, as you said, can't reckon that Jimbo and Pangina would be at the same club and thinks they'd be fighting outside. But to be fair, look who's standing next to Pangina. It's Blue Hydrangea. Who sent her home?
1: Well, yeah. I was Ruth- kind of devastated when Pangina...
0: I know, I love Pandrena. She's so amazing. Ru tells them that this category is about their look and about their presentation. The twist is the VIP Queen's reactions will be taken into consideration by the judges. So here's how we're going to do it. Since the looks of some of the girls are like either not changing at all, rather than discussing the look solely, we're going to discuss their presentation and the look in regards to their presentation. But remember, first impressions are key. So we are going to play 10s across the board or Thank You Next.
1: Yes, I think like that challenge was more based on performance, more like I
0: think so too.
1: Because even but- when they were judging, they were saying more like, "Oh, this in your energy," yeah. so it was more show wise.
0: So Tamara Thomas, it appears that she is wearing what she wore minutes minus the jacket and there is a sparkly panty now taking over. She'll perform a shit out of the runway, give us splits kick and energy, and Pangina will tell us that Tamara is an amazing starter. She can really move and she is making the girls nervous. I will say it across the board for her. I'm trying to find her outfit. I think if you go to drag.looks they have the um, looks for the club tickety-boo
1: Oh wait, okay. Yeah, Uh there they are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's kind of similar. That is true. Um, it's okay. I feel like if we only go by outfit, it's okay. But performance-wise, which I think that's what they were judging more, it was good.
0: I agree. Tens across the board. Banksy. Now the bitch is wearing a soul soul of rats, and it was terrifying. What's wild is either the lighting made her garment look purple or it's the same as the entrance look, but styled differently. Like, could she really have brought two of these same icky looks? She can walk, she barely fits the frame, which I just I don't I don't I don't know. I don't like I can't fix this with Banksy yet. I'm not here for her. Sminty tells us the bank C is one of her Manchester sisters but says that she's got a runway right now and she's not using it. Um yeah, it's a thank you next. I, I agree.
1: Yeah. Again, the most exciting thing are the fucking rats. And that's saying a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Miss Naomi Carter, she completely changed looks and is serving the same very basic dance attire in the same color story, um, living in the purple world. She's serving you a typical drag queen, giving us energy and movement, but nothing too extraordinary. And Silky says that she's amazing. The mug is stamped, that, which she says is what we say in America, that it's signed, sealed, delivered. Um, Again, I think generic is the word that I'm going to use for Miss Naomi Carter.
1: Yeah, very standard. Um, I didn't like that outfit, actually. I hate it. I think I like it from the waist down. I don't like that part. It's like really weird.
0: I'll give her like a very, very soft, maybe like eights across the board.
1: Mm, I'll give it like a 10.5. I mean, a 7.5.
0: Michael Moroli, Newcastle in the house. Now, I'm really getting India Fair vibes. And also, this should have been her entrance look. It is so much better
1: yes this i love i fucking love i know she didn't change the wig and i understand that uh but yeah this outfit work
0: she's giving futuristic pop star and you can tell that she's really strong at engaging an audience i mean that split was it and lady camden says there's something about her look that it's giving her that fun and in Ibiza with her girls and that is she's their party i'll give her a tens across the board
1: i'll give her a nine just because just because I know what the other girls did.
0: That's fair. Kate Butch. uh, She has changed into something a bit more dancer and she will stretch to get ready for her campy routine. She will lose her heel, but recovers by picking it up and using it like a phone, which is how you do it. She did what she had to do to make it work. And Blue says that she is not a dancing and kicking and spinning and twirling queen herself. So she loved that she was giving them camp.
1: Uh I agree that's a good feedback, but you're in drag race and get a fucking strap. Like I use a fucking strap. I do like the change actually. I like this outfit a little bit more than the past one. I don't know why she didn't take that horrendous bow, but okay.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Um, I'll give her tens across the board.
1: I'll give her a seven
0: ginger johnson so either they were instructed to bring a look that had the similar familiar elements to their entrance or their entrance look had to have reveal elements to it either way this was eerily similar she will give some very basic and campy dance moves that you'd expect from a classic queen a lot of strutting around not very impressive
1: yeah not very impressive and i think like this outfit i this one i don't like it i like the print and like the fabric itself but in the combination of the gloves but again the ends with the spikes i don't like that finish and makes me hate it and yeah the the performance was like meh
0: jimbo says ginger johnson is serving poison ivy's older sister and she is ready to get poisoned but says the shoes are toxic thank thank you next
1: yes i agree with that statement
0: caramel I a five she is serving goddess like she knows how to give it to you every day. I am such a fan and I'm so excited to see this aura of precision and grace will do in the challenge. She can move and do it all. She will be a Titan. Pangina says that she is giving everything in the face and the body. She says she is everything she needed to give the floor an STI. Great. Yes.
1: I agree.
0: Tens. Tens, tens, tens across the board. Next also, up also the yeah. outfit. It was stunning.
1: I love the outfit. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't agree with the boots, but other than that, the outfit is gorgeous.
0: Didi Lissish will take the jacket off. She's now suddenly in a bodysuit of the same look. Um, poor Didi will dance and duck walk and fall flat on her back, which will then cause her wig to go smack and fall. Unfortunately, Didi is not trained in this moment to recover, as they are all trying to encourage her to push the wig forward. But she's holding on until she snatches it off, which was way too late. I will give her credit. She has boundless personality but yeah that was not good not a good performance
1: yeah i like the outfit the outfit overall it was good but yeah like if it's gonna fall just let it fall or fucking buy spirit gum
0: there it is um silky says what a tragedy that's worse than romeo and juliet uh thank you next yeah Vicky vivacious. She is the same color story in a completely different look and still looks very stunning. She is very campy, and the way she was whipping was very campy and wiping. And she really is silly into this minty drop. Well, yeah, and there I think in
1: this look she looks even more like Bianca.
0: Absolutely, no, she looks like Bianca and ben de la creme had a love child.
1: Oh my god, yeah. Like, they had a kai kai in a fucking orgy or something like that. It really looks like that. I will give her, like, a nine.
0: Nikki will say that Vicky is the drag daughter of Bianca Del Rio and the doll from Saw. You want to play that game, which is very mean. But hey, it is October 1st right now, so happy Halloween, friends.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: It's Will say that she is definitely twerking and stealing everything she has ever done in her life. And she says she was cute and will give her extra points for acknowledging her existence. Tens across the board. That was very funny. And finally, Alexis St. Pete is a naughty, naughty girl. The way that she is serving dominatrix but clearly is a sub-bottom, she knows her lane. She is a dancer and I was impressed with her talents and she smartly realizes on this franchise, pasties are the way to go. Put them on your nipples, friends.
1: Well, I didn't like the, the malfunction of it, right? Uh, yeah, like just well, but that's more like practicing on mm-hmm. it, like you don't use them regularly. But other than that, like the outfit is similar, but it's cute. Like, I can see a drag queen using that at the club.
0: Jimbo says, Oh, wow, Alexis St. Pete, more like Alexis St. Pete saying those are some knockers. Uh, 10s across the board.
1: Well, yeah, she cannot say anything about tits like that. I know, sense. right? I it, but
0: I think one of uh, Jimbo's tits is big as big as Alexis. Literally. Now, Roosh here is that the third and final category is Fierce Impressions, Eleganza, Extravaganza, where they will have to serve a show-stopping look that is quintessentially them. Okay. Well they did it and now it's time to claim their stations and i love how all of their crap was piled up into one big blob in the middle of the workroom like i hope they took the right bags because they all seem to have the same things now didi says the club I'm editing yeah didi says that in the club was a nightmare and shares that this was not what she wanted at all didi reminds us the wigs coming off uh is a big nope on drag race Well, at least for the ones that RuPaul hosts. If you're hosted by Supreme Deluxe, ah, fuck fuck, you can get naked on that stage and they'll still give you a lip sync win.
1: (laughs) Well, it shouldn't be to be honest.
0: I agree. Samantha Valentine's, you're lucky. You're very lucky that Supreme likes you. Anyway, anyway. Didi is not going to go, poor me, and is hoping that her look can save her, but it had to be her to have the first wig off. The girls were slots were unpacked as we see the beasts behind the wigs. And speaking of, Ginger Johnson is a beast with a furry chest. Did not see that one coming. Who would you deem as the trade of the season?
1: The trade of the
0: season.
1: Mm. I don't know because they all have like plastic in their face. Uh,
0: Well, I will tell you that my my audience. My audience said Vicky and Alexis are the two trades of the season. I even did have a vote for Ginger. I was like, I think you're drunk. <laughs> Miss Naomi Carter will be asked to be cut out of her corset. I uh, guess she did not want to keep that no more. And she's really going to trust a sister with a scissor. Um, would you trust someone cutting you out of a look? Like, w- wouldn't you be afraid they might cut your wig?
1: Well, I have done that. I have asked people to cut me out of shit. I don't
0: Is know. That you wanted
1: I mean, when when you're tired, you're like, just get this shit out of my face or like That's clothes, whatever. Also, that corset that was not that pretty. So.
0: No, it was not. It was not very cute. Uh, Kate Butch will show off her reflective gear to Caramel. She knows that the energy in the room is so palpable as they're all excited to find out everything that everyone has and see what they brought us and see who's going to cry over the next 10 weeks. Yeah, we'll be her.
1: I'll say the only difference, I don't know if they, because of editing, because again, I didn't, particularly notice, I did feel it a little bit off and chaotic. That's why I said like, oh, yeah. God, organize or whatever. Yeah. Um. I feel like they were not very like horny, you know, like sometimes they're like, "Ooh, you're like handsome and they're like yeah. oh, trying to hook up. I didn't see any comment about that. Maybe the interaction was shortened, and they didn't show much because it's obviously- possible but i was like hey these bitches are like not trying to hook up with each other like all the time
0: now alexis is having trouble with her bag and she needs a man Didi will walk by and she will say "Didi, can you help me see that's funny drag things i love when that happens now in a new dragging technique we will watch banksy offer kara some olive oil to remove her makeup have you ever heard of this like wouldn't coconut oil be better I I mean you would smell better if you use coconut oil over olive oil
1: ah no I have never heard of that I have heard of like using Dawn Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but olive oil like yeah Mm -hmm.
0: Banksy tells Kara that she was brilliant and is hoping that her look will save her. Kara tells her she didn't do a bad job and Banksy knows that she didn't have any fuck-ups and her wig didn't come off, so there's that. Kara's feeling pretty good. And she shares that she's been wanting to be on the show for years, since season one. Is that in US season one years or UK season one years?
1: Well, I understood UK.
0: Okay. I thought it was that as well.
1: Oh, because then like she said something about like oh, I've been auditioning, but it wouldn't feel right because, like, I was doing my transition. And what I understood is, like, her transition was kind of recent. Yes. So I guess she meant UK.
0: Well, she is happy she wasn't on at that time because she was going through gender dysphoria. Uh, This was revealed to be her sixth time auditioning. So I guess it was probably the five times here and probably once in the U.S. one. I don't know what season. But she knows it's her time now coming out as a trans woman because it allows her to be herself and go on stage much more confidently. She says now that she is comfortable with who she is, she can do this competition and just be. She's feeling good and is on the right road living her life as a trans woman. She loves it, and we love it for her. I mean, she's eating right now, so... It is elimination day, and thankfully, that edited out queen was the first one in the room, so they could just miss her as the other ones will follow behind. Ginger is feeling a bit nervous. She reminds us that they have been judged from the second they arrived. She loves the ball, but doesn't think she gave the performance she's capable of at clip, clip Tickety Boo. She has been cast with a load of dancing queens who have the moves, and she has the fear. Now, we're going to head over to the little corner of Naomi and Tamara as they ponder who is the biggest competition so far. Naomi says... Miss Naomi Carter. And tomorrow for a second I was like, who's that? At least they can laugh. But I mean, hey, if you're saying yourself at the best competition, that's good confidence.
1: Yeah, that's good confidence. Honestly.
0: We'll then move over for a moment between Vicky and Michael, who reminisce about knowing each other for years. They talk about a pride 15 years prior where Vicky was a backing dancer for Michael. And Michael gets emotional as they are a bit older and says it's nice to have someone who understands where they come from in their generation. They know what it's like to try and get knocked back in the business. Michael's going to start an interesting little potential winner edit with a confessional where she shares that she has put so much work into her career. She had a record deal that fell through. She's done music videos that have never gotten released. She's had times where she thought this is not good enough and this is not for her. She has worked hard. She's done shit gigs, got changed on old beer barrels, stinking like piss. Vicky reminds um, them that they've had rainy nights driving 400 miles to shows for four people in the barkeep who's just going to offer you a drink. Now, Michael says to be there is emotional because they work their balls off. She says to finally get the validation after working so hard, she can't put it into words and tells anyone out there, stick with your dreams, carry on and keep going. Make it happen for yourself. And those are good words. I needed to hear that kind of stuff. Thank you, namesake, Michael.
1: Yeah, I know. And it's like, I also feel that sometimes. Like, I'm like, why do I keep doing this? Like, damn it. Um, I think like, For being in Drag Race, and especially because a lot of other drag queens and drag performers watch it. I think that was a cool message.
0: Yeah, and that's why I think, like, Michael might have a winner at it right now. Like, they're really, like, this one's to watch.
1: Yeah, the only thing I will disagree, not only with, like, what she said. Well, not that I disagree, but the way it was framed is, like, number one, just because you're paired with dancing queens that's not the only way to win you know exactly like again bianca won and she doesn't dance
0: like has there been a single dancing queen win drag race uk no exactly
1: (laughs) no that's true but like you know i I know dancing queens do well like even in show business like of course
0: of course
1: out there but you have your own thing so like i i disagree with that narrative and the other narrative that i don't really disagree is like yes i mean it's a journey but they talk like they're like 60 years old
0: i know i know and that's what like, kind of like that hurt my heart a little bit because it's like oh my god you're like i'm in the same age bracket that you're all talking about i'm not that old i don't think yeah i still think i'm like 22. i don't feel it my body says fuck you. you're not 22 but i feel like it yeah, i want to be
1: yeah, well, but I also, I don't feel that narrative, like saying like, oh, I'm too old, I'm too old. I know in, in the gay world, like being 30 is like you're dead, but you're not that all. Thanks
0: for reminding me. <laughs> I'll go, get, I'll, I'm going to go call the nursing home after this.
1: Well, that's <laughs> what they say, but I don't agree with that. I don't agree thank with Thank you,
0: that. thank you. Well, let's talk about the youngster. Didi, is that's how she's feeling? And she reveals that she has goosebumps, that it could take her it could be her eliminated first. She thinks for sure that Club Tickety Boo will be her ticket to in consideration to be eliminated. And she thinks that she will be in the bottom two lip syncing. So she wants the safety of knowing who she will be up against so she can prepare for what's to come. She says she is literally born to be a performer. And Carmel tells her she's Pity, the drag queen who has to go up against her. So who's it going to be? Well, Dee Dee will throw out Alexis's name. Gag.
1: I think I agree with the other narrative that later came that Mm -hmm. you know just concentrate on yourself honestly.
0: Now I don't know Alexis if she's like a very emotional person maybe it's in the name because we saw a different Alexis this year uh, cry all the fucking time. Oh my god. Um, But this didn't sit well with her she was not happy. She will tell her that based on presentation and performance they slipped up the most which yeah, I mean, Alexis almost fell over, but it wasn't, like, a wig falling off. I mean, yeah, the boobs came out a little bit, but she, like, made it part of the presentation.
1: Yeah, I feel like others have more, well, not, like, bad, but, like, meh.
0: I agree. People now, Alexis says, Didi, Didi knows what she's doing, as it's a game, and you have to make people a little bit weaker. Mind games on day one is a very dangerous thing to do because people are not going to be happy. Do you think going in this heart is too much or is this in fact not rupaul's best friend race uk edition
1: well it is not RuPaul's best Friend, right but i mean you need to know how to be a good teammate well like a good competitor like i've been in competitions of course you know that uh the worst thing you can do is like be there and be arrogant and horrible because at the end of the day of course we all want to win But if you don't, which is like statistically talking, there's only one winner and the rest are going to lose. So most likely you are going to lose statistically. Why don't have fun? Why don't enjoy the journey? And you know what? Make friends that they can be lifelong friends. And I have, I
0: I, I don't, I'm not trying to be ageist here, but I I think it's Didi's age. I just don't think she's experienced the world enough to know what she's doing is actually harmful. Because I'll admit it, like when I was 20 years old too, I probably would play mind games in order for myself to get ahead. Now looking back would have been it would have been stupid for me to do that to try to hurt and harm someone.
1: That's too much energy. I mean right. well, maybe it's because I was raised in the music industry, whatever classic genre and, and and it is like that. but what I learned very early on is that you pulling that out, to someone and putting that energy to kind of sabotage or do this or this that's not the way the way is that energy that you're putting out like to someone else put it into yourself and better your craft because you're wasting this energy right but i mean yeah maybe it takes experience to to get it i don't know
0: no, I agree. Absolutely. Now, the other girls, including Ginger and Kate, will say that Dee Dee is trying to shake, rattle, and roll Alexis as Ginger says that if Dee Dee wasn't nervous, she wouldn't be twisting the knife like she is. And I think that's a very fair, valid assessment. Now, Alexis is trying to not let it get in her head, and Alexis will tell Dee Dee that she doesn't want to lip sync against her. And Alexis tells the room that she used to be a boxer, and Dee Dee says that she's got a heavy wig on her head that she can take off and flock around. Who would you take in a battle? The boxer or the wig thwacker?
1: uh the boxer like saying that so fucking funny like
0: <laughs> i don't want to say sh- alexis kind of reminds me a little bit and maybe it's the accent uh of floor from drag race down under
1: oh my god <laughs> like a little chihuahua i think alexis said that comment too i was like just to defend herself it, it, i don't think it was the best comment to say out there
0: It was cute, though.
1: Yeah, both of them. Like, I think Alexis was doing the best at trying to ignore it, but then. Uh All right,
0: let's bring it to the runway. Mother has arrived, and she's giving Mellow Yellow with a gold moment. We have Michelle Visage, who is giving Run Over Realness, uh, the super spexy Alan car and the super wild and eccentric Kristen McHemminy, who will tell the world they are longtime buddies from the '80s when Rue was nothing. She is like 58 years old and good for her. She is a fun time gal.
1: Oh my God. I love her judging. It was so on Hinge.
0: So much fun. Um, I did a little bit of research. Um, do you know that she had an unofficial rival in the late 80s and 90s in the modeling career? Do you know who her rival was? Naomi. Linda Evangelista oh when is linda evangelista going to come on drag race as a guest judge i know she needs to that'd be so cool all right category is fierce impressions eleganza extravaganza in honor of the runway we're going to play fierce or flop michael moroli look by monica bereza hair by marcos wiggs i just love the weird fun and wild side of this look just the silhouette alone and the illusion that her pant legs create is wild um, because it's just it's it's a mind fuck I love the colors and the textures and the hair though that burst of color not matching the iridescent for me is a miss overall I thought this was a great first impression on a runway
1: I, I love that actually I disagree with you I love the wig I also love the wig I think this is giving me like mutant disco ball
0: it's so cool because you're like the legs don't fit how does it work that waist is so small. The illusion is so much fun. I love it.
1: Yeah, no, I love it. This is like great, and I do like the wig. I think like it gives a little bit more like breaking off of all this, sure. like in you know, darkness a little bit.
0: Michelle says when she first walked into the workroom, they got they kind of understood who she was with a little touch of a Lady Gaga tribute act. She says her performance was full of energy and performance is really key. Alan says he loves the mixture of textures with the leather and the spikes and loves the way the sequins shimmer. Kristen says she couldn't take any notes because she was gagged, especially the butt. The butt makes her crazy. And Rue loves the outfit and calls it so much fun. She asks where she got her sense of style, and she says, television and magazines. When she was a young gay kid who lost herself in pop culture and feminine energies, Rue asks where she grew up and if there were other, gay, other kids looking at television and magazines. But Michael says in Newcastle, they weren't allowed to find and tell each other as it wasn't spoken about back then. She wouldn't change it because if she didn't see it from the other side, she wouldn't have fought so hard to get where she is today. Okay, I'm really feeling this Michael vibe. I'm gonna give it her fierce.
1: No, I 100% fierce. Yes.
0: Audience, 81% fierce, 19% blob. What? I know, right? Alexis St. Pete, look by Sam hair by polished wigs, jewels by Vickasarge, nails by icy nails. I love that she is paying homage to Poland in this twist on the traditional garb with a fetish influence. She is very petite, but she makes herself have a presence. I love the collar story. I think the sleeves could have been a bit tapered, but I understand why they have a bit more of a flow. But if the goal is to do you, she did that. I know who Alexis St. Pete is by three looks.
1: Yes. I do like the little, like, I don't know if it's a bodysuit or just like, Um, A panty that has all the embroidery, right?
0: It's so (laughs) fun.
1: Uh, I feel, I feel, I don't know. I feel attacked because I feel like I'm gonna be this bitch. (laughs) Like this is a Mexican whatever, and this is a Mexican. What? Like I, I feel attacked
0: because I feel very seen. Hey, that's it's a fun thing. Alan says he loves the look and knows it isn't just cows that she's milking in those heels. He loves how her plate mirrors the whip that they saw in club tickety boo he says she really worked it all on for us. And Alan says that club tickety boo makes him horny Kristen says she's glad she's from poland because she thinks it might be inappropriate because of cultural appropriation the word she will learn from michelle in that moment she then points to vicky and says she better be english michelle says her entrance into the workroom was very similar to what she wore to club tickety boo which is similar to what she is wearing but she enjoyed watching her perform Rube tells her that her boobs kept falling out at Club Tickety Boo. Was it by design? And Alexa says she never really danced with them with the corset, so she didn't realize they would be on her face. Rube will then ask her, what's with the dominatrix stuff? And Alexa says it's a character. Her imaginary friend she created as a child.
1: Yeah. I'm going to
0: pretend that was lost in translation. (laughs) Because I don't know if a child should be having an imaginary friend that's a dominatrix. I thought it was a joke. I hope it was a joke, and that's why I think it was lost in translation because I don't think Ruth thought it was a joke.
1: I thought it was hilarious. I was laughing. I was like, "Oh!" I'm going
0: to give this look a fierce, fierce, yes. Audience, ninety-one percent fierce, nine percent flop. Ginger Johnson, look by Ginger. This is giving hippy dippy life. I think the pattern is simply campy and atrocious. The silhouette is very old maiden. The hair is huge, and I love it. It's the right shade of orange to pair with the colors of the dress. It's a warm look and certainly well curated to fit her style of drag, which is not what we normally see on Drag Race.
1: Yes. I will say, would I wear it for drag? No. Would I wear it in my regular daily potato life? I would cut it, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) oh <laughs> like i'll got like that's too long i'll wear yeah. like more, like a short like summer dress but i think it's beautiful to be honest it's just i will not wear it for drag but yeah I, I think it's very like her drag
0: absolutely alan says in club tickety boo he was a little disappointed that she didn't put more into it he will ask if she finds it hard to do the dancing and she says sober at four o'clock in the afternoon yes that's a bit tricky I get that. He says her look is so stunning and beautiful in its softness and mentions her chewed flower. Michelle says she doesn't want to say her look saves her but says her look entering the workroom she's seen before. But this is done so beautifully with the hair being touchable. The paint is good and simple enough and yet it's drag enough. Kristen says she would wear that dress but she'd have to get the boobs taken in a bit. Ruth says she loves the dress calling it beautiful and says she lucked out because no one else had anything like it which is not necessarily true. She will made it, and Ginger says that she did and made everything she brought to Drag Race apart from one outfit. So Kristen asks if she will make her stuff, and Ginger says yes. And I hope Ginger messages her and is like, so what do you want me to make you, and can I have like a $1,000 million?
1: I know, seriously.
0: I'll, I'll give it a fierce.
1: I'll give it, yeah, soft
0: fierce.
1: Because I do like the dress, the dress.
0: I agree, I'll go soft fierce, fierce, soft fierce. Audience, 52% fierce, 48% flop. didi Delicious. No designers listed. I feel like Didi is going to be the queen with a massive redemption arc because this was not a fantastic episode for her. I love the red and the elements that make this classic drag silhouette. Obviously, the construction leaves a bit to be desired in the collar. The hair is stunning. The makeup is stunning. I want a necklace. Um, I almost would have liked to see what happened without the collar.
1: I think she needs to get uh, boobs that are like a little bit more up sure but other than that the outfit is stunning the construction is really good like it's beautiful and also if she's gonna wear that type of boobs the only tiny critique that i don't know why michelle didn't say that contour like your jawline
0: sure sure absolutely i'm gonna give her a fierce
1: i give her a a fierce yes yeah. it's not
0: that much of a fan. Fifty-six percent fierce, forty-four percent flop.
1: I think yeah. that was that's biased. I think that was biased with with the wig. I fall. think
0: so. Caramel look by Z- Victoria Zuzik here by Anna Moreno. I love this, and I want it to be improved at the same time. I think the metallic elements are the best part. But they don't work as well with the flesh of the dress. Yes, it looks like bodies that have been skinned for her gown. I wish there was a little more sparkle or pizzazz or use of a different material to really heighten the power she's serving because she has dynamic stage presence. Neck up, sublime, like sheer perfection. I
1: do like the idea and the dress. The only thing that in my personal drag, I would have defined the bodies yes like a little bit more because i'm looking at the picture and it's flat. you have to like zoom a little bit so if they will they were a little bit more defined or maybe like painted i don't know there's like i don't it Needs know. a little
0: more definition
1: yeah more definition that will be fucking con because yep. the concept is there the mug is there that wig My God, it must be fucking heavy, but beautiful
0: and expensive. Michelle says her look entering the workroom was very strong. She says it was very Ciara in Wakanda forever and she's not leaving. She says her face is flawless. Alan says he is intrigued. He says there are two caramels, one on the runway, creme caramel, and in Club Tickety Boo, salted caramel. He says her writting around was so much fun and was actually making his heart pump and race. Kristen says she wants to eat her. She says the headpiece is phenomenal and says it hurts her. If hers hurts, then Kara's must really hurt. Rue says when she was up in the club, she was hot caramel and says that she really let them know who she was. Kara will say even out of drag, she tries to exude and make herself believe the power she has inside of her. And Rue's like, oh, my God, you're speaking my language. Um, It's a fierce.
1: Super fierce. Like, my God, she ate. She stumbled there and said, this is my show
0: audience 88 percent fierce 12 percent flop
1: i don't understand these people
0: thanksy look by licorice black corset by mystic couture hair by florencia wigs jewels by no basic bombshell Uh, brooklyn would love her sign her up for Bushwig next year um I, i think this is very interesting look um where it has in the namesake inspiration with the graffiti art but the execution of this gown it's it's she's stuck if you can't walk in your luck, is it successful? I know this is a ball, but was like the rat thing a curated thing, a last minute addition to the hair? Um, I, I really think the hair is giving you like Marie Antoinette, while the rest is giving you poor ruffian fighting in the Revolutionary War of France. I'm not sure I'm connected with Banksy. I, uh, this time, I, I'm not
1: a fan of the rat. I think she does have a thing with the rat. However... And this time I do like the gown, the gown is beautiful. Maybe she should have like practiced, Yes. Or make sure like it's walkable. Yeah. Oh, uh, like I, I, I will say that this is more fashion type of dress, like not really performance or like not even a runway. These like photo shoot dress because I'm watching the picture and it's gorgeous and it's like stunning. Right. And the aesthetic is right. Well, except that little red.
0: But right, it's weird.
1: Other than that, like I think the fashion is there. Just yeah, she has to polish all these little things, like maybe be able to walk. And well, now if she's gonna commit with the rats, maybe she needs she needs like an actual rat costume.
0: I was gonna say an actual rat, and I'd be like, no, no rats, no rats. (laughs) um oh my god now you're now you're making me think like her drag con booth is gonna be a rat. ew no it's a flop it's a flop <laughs> i think it's fierce
1: but a very soft fierce because i do like the gown. The, the gown is beautiful and it's the first time we see her with actual clothes
0: it's true um guess what the audience agrees with you 64 percent fierce 36 percent flop vicky vivacious look by james Macover costumes here by webster wigs jewels by butler and wilson i didn't get to see the changing of the guards when i went to buckingham palace so this will suffice i think this is a very camp and silhouette it's a nice homage to what she does i think the fabric is very literal which is fine because the imagery is present and while i think a draggier fabric would have been cool the hips don't lie and they are the story the pleasers i know they're a drag go-to but i just it's a waste but overall it's a solid look
1: well different to you i did go to the change of guard uh i think you just it's,
0: didn't want to wake up in time that was my problem
1: <laughs> it's a very well executed outfit but it's not super excited it's kind of very little literal like yeah maybe it wasn't for by the exaggerated hips and more like toy soldier kind of yep. aspect it's super literal
0: like i agree michelle says she doesn't know if people know it but she's been around for a minute and it's not easy to be in the drag scene and powering through it when you thought maybe it wasn't your lot in life but she stuck it out and looks good on her she says her entrance into the workroom was really fun and told them who she is she loves glamour alan says her look is ironic fun and a beautiful homage to their late queen he knows she's looking down going slay he says he loves her humor and club tickety boo and loves the manic grin on her face vicky says she thinks she has a really wide mouth and says a big mouth serves you well in certain situations christian says she is like a little english soldier doll and rue says she loves the outfit as it has so much respect but also a wink wink nudge nudge and that's what drag is all about Vicky will say the outfit in presentation was a love letter to all the performing she does for the armed forces in the UK. Take a drink. Rue will ask her if that where the big mouth comes in handy? And she says, yes, they serve us. So I serve them. And I say, Vicky, put that on the t-shirt.
1: Yeah, literally. Yeah, that's your merch. Yes. I'll give it a For me, it's a soft fears, but not not because it's, a, it's bad. It's very pretty. I think she could have made it be better. That outfit better,
0: yeah. More. Cast. Audience, eighty percent fears, twenty percent flop. Kate Butch, oh, Kate, look by Kate, hair by Chris Smythe. Um, there is so much that I loathe about this look and that's, um, well, everything I get it old also, but literally do not wear granny's curtains. I think the Healy situation make her float is camp, but I guess it had to be considered camp to wear this atrocity as well. The dress with the light green leaves and the purple grapes are fine, but then to have two shades of green as the lining and horsehair—no, No, ma'am. There is so much structure and shape that the proportions of the hair are so wrong. I feel like she is a character from a Charles Dickens book. I'm not getting a good fierce impression here.
1: I love that you said that you're going to try. Well, like that you said some positive things. I I hate this. Burn it. I don't have anything to
0: say. I mean, what is with her and putting things in her hair too? Between the bow and the grapes? Like, why?
1: I mean, I love a good fascinator, but this is Burn It. Burn it like it's a flop,
0: yeah. Audience, you were I know you were
1: kind and everything, but like the print,
0: uh... it's so ugly. Like, if this category was ugly, dress, yeah, she wins. (laughs) Um, the audience, you were very kind, 35% fierce, 65% flop, Miss Naomi Kata. Okay. The color theory, yes. Blue and orange are complementary colors, except in this situation. No. I feel like she's about to go cheer on the New York Knicks in the 70s. I like the dress. I like the hair. I hate the Cookie Monster robe. This was a moment to edit.
1: I, yeah, I will say I like the robe, the robe idea. But, yeah, not the texture. I would have made maybe some another type of fabric. Uh I don't hate the combination. I think it's very... Simple and boring. Yeah. It's way. so
0: basic.
1: Like, not even like Diana Ross also had fun outfits. It's not it's only true.
0: One. It's really true. um I'm going to go soft, fierce.
1: Yeah, me too. Because he's not ugly. It's just meh.
0: Yeah, audience 60% fierce, 40% flop. And finally, tomato Thomas. Again, key-
1: before we move on, mm-hmm. very standard and very generic. It's so
0: generic. Uh, tomorrow's horse thomas look by cameron hannock hair by bam bam wigs nails by house of cruelty free nails these wings were meant to fly sadly they did not poor girl made the wings a focal point of this look and they just did not take off literally it's very simple and i don't know that this look represents her the white fabric was just that she wants to be a greek goddess but there's it's so simple it look to mess the hair i will say is brilliant katie bam bam does wigs excellent I do think the wings aesthetically are really captivating but when you have a costume malfunction that destroys the whole presentation it's unfortunate
1: yeah i mean the wig is beautiful i want that wig it's so uh, good. i would say it's soft fears in general because it's not ugly but honestly if you're not gonna outdo Courtney act don't do it correct
0: correct correct um, I'm going to go to flop, because it did flop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, that's why I said, like, very, very soft, fears because it's not ugly.
0: Well, the audience agrees with you, softly. 58% fierce, 42% flop. Now, Rue is going to call Delicious, Banksy, Kate Butch, Miss Naomi Carter, Dan, Tamar Thomas, forward is they are safe. Leaving Alexis, Caramel, Michael Merley, Vicky, Vivacious, and Ginger Johnson alone on stage because surprise. They're the top queens. No one is going home. They're all here to slay another day. Now, can I give you another piece of sleuthing that we may know why it was a non-elimination episode?
1: Yeah. I give I want to know this D. I like briefly read it.
0: There have been rumors of a 12th queen who did not make it to the start of the season because they had to pull out oh does it make sense we had 12 queens in the past why would you start with 10 this season so here it is we're gonna go to our little untucked junior for the same queens that are gagged it took them so
1: by any chance why they had to pull out
0: i don't even know the name of that queen that's the one i don't know anything about oh, okay yeah Now it took them six hours to get backstage because Banksy's little shuffle, but they're all there and Kate is wheeling around. And now I'm getting like this vibe of lady Camden who loves to do the, the, the skating also. And her face was giving me Camden. So just that just in your mind, Kate says safe to her is a win, but not in anyone else's eyes or Wikipedia. She knows, she knows how the game works. Wikipedia, the drag race wiki, they just, they control your life.
1: Yeah, no, she's funny. When she said that, I was like, this bitch is funny. She just needs to hire a fucking stylist.
0: Yes. Now, Didi is grateful to be safe. She has no words for how relieved she is. She thought she was going to be lip syncing and thinks that her look, despite her floppy collar, saved her by the skin of her teeth. She's not so sure why she's safe, but she's not going to ask questions. Now, they're all going to agree that Kara is in the top and likely the winner, but who is in the bottom? Move over, Kumbaya. It's time for Drama Rama. Dee will state once again she thinks Alexis is in the bottom line, while Naomi thinks it will be potentially Vicky. We're going to have a vote from Ginger from someone, and without a face, I am like, I don't know who said that, but I think it might have been someone we don't know. Kate will say that she doesn't remember exactly what Ginger did in the club. Also, please note, when they do the cheers, you're going to see a blonde wig and a black garment. The top return, and they're about to have some fun. They will come in with some sad faces as Vicky will ask the room who do you think is in the bottom? We will hear a voice say it's between Alexis, Vicky, and Ginger as they thought Kara was in the top. And Vicky will be like, psych bitches, we're the top five queens of the week. I think they all wanted to just cry because their blood holes clenched up being like, oh my god, we just made asses of ourselves.
1: Literally, I know. I mean, i i wouldn't ask that honestly that's just asking for
0: trouble oh
1: and fighting and
0: yeah now again some of the girls are going to have bad feelings for multiple reasons first because they called out some of the other girls who they thought were the worst and second when they just found out that they were in fact the actual worst yes Ben's i mean, ask. Alaska... yeah go ahead
1: sometimes the the delusion is up here i honestly i wish i had a a worst case of drug delusion because sometimes i am very self-aware and i'm like oh no this person is gonna win or this person is gonna win and most of the times i like barely all right because i i have eyes
0: you know well i'm sh- sure that you i can guarantee you that you have a lot of sisters in new york city who can give you enough delusion aid to drink for a night <laughs> not saying names no, anyway I
1: know
0: okay. plenty. Don't worry. Banksy will ask who they think would have been in the bottom, and Kara will say Didi, and will also say Tamara because of the wings. Now Tamara is ready to have those wings get clipped. Sabotage. uh It's her outer saboteur. Yeah. <laughs> Alexis, who is just not having a lovely time, will ask why they thought they were the bottom three, and Banksy says it's because she set herself up in the mirror. Alexis will respond by saying she didn't start the conversation, but Banksy will say the conversation was had, and Didi will admit she did think Alexis would be in the bottom. Alexis thinks she should have never questioned herself being in the top. In her head, she was so upset how easily she got influenced by people saying something about her. Um, obviously, there's a lot of psychology to break down there. I hope she works with psychologists to understand why she got into that mindset. But Italy. um. It's a dangerous thing when you're in a competition and someone that you either know or don't know or whatever, if one person just says something to you before you even get judged by the big judges, it could set you up for defeat from the beginning.
1: Well, I got some tea, insider tea, but this is from the Drag Race USA. I know they do offer you at the beginning of the season if you want to have like uh psychologists like to talk to someone doing the whole process, you can either decline or said yes. Uh, some girls have declined and then they regretted it. And then they told their other sisters who went to the next season. Do it. Yeah, I'll to- tell you
0: to do it. I watched enough of the show to say you got to have someone to talk to. Yeah, that's of not course. a course.
1: And that's the advice that I got, like, hey, if you get picked or whatever, if you go to camp, say yes, oh, but I nice. they offer that in that's the production but if that's the case it sounds like maybe alexis declined it
0: maybe now ginger notes that didi somehow managed to drag alexis down into this really nervous state and gets her easily trapped in her head ginger is stating to start to take issue with didi as she is here to have a nice time and not have someone drown and pull other people down into the well So Ginger will come to the defense of Alexis about her wild energy and what she brought to the dance floor. And Didi will say that Alexis proved her wrong and Alexis will clap back that it won't be the first time. (laughs) Alexis will say that it's the first she's in the top as usually she's a bottom, which noted put it on my chart. Now (laughs) Vicky will ask who will be the lip syncing for the win and Kyra's like, if I don't gotta do it, it's fine with me. Why would you not want to lip sync for the win? Oh wait, I know why, because you're not getting money.
1: Well well she is.
0: She's not getting money for winning a lip sync though. Oh I'm yeah, not the
1: lip thing, but after when she gets out, she's gonna get money.
0: Vicky will call her out and say her confidence was that she thought she was gonna win and didn't have to learn the words and now she's like, ooh, ah, fucked.
1: Yeah, I will feel more of that. I'll be like, bitch, I didn't study and now I gotta study. <laughs>
0: The Queens are back on stage for the decisions. Ginger, Alexis, and Michael are safe, leaving Vicky Vivacious and Caramel as the top two. Do you agree?
1: I do agree. That I will be fine
0: with this. I was Though I would love to see Alexis be in the top for this one.
1: I was thinking more um, Caramel, of course. Yes. And Michael, that's going to be? Yeah. I, I thought she was going to be in the top.
0: The song is the 1996 Eurovision entry from the United Kingdom. It's Ooh, ah, just a little bit by Gina Jean. But I'm sorry, the way that RuPaul said the title, like she did not want to be naughty, but literally that is what the song was about. So funny. Had you heard this song before?
1: Oh my God. At the beginning, I didn't recognize it. And then when I was watching it with my girlfriend, uh, we were saying like, oh, this is like very like, 80s, 90s, you know, Euro, whatever. And then I was like, oh, my God. This, they used to put it to me in my childhood for, like, birthday parties, like for piñatas. Yep. Like, we were five years old, six it's years so
0: old. It's so good. It's such a good song.
1: But they will put this to
0: children to dance. I know. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> oh, all right. Well, the story of this hour was watching the edits and the show trying to ensure that that bitch in the back was not being seen um because you did catch her a few times i really love this song i think they both did great Kara was not having the track in that look while vicky leaned into the comedy and worked wonders i think it was a really fun performance and it came down to taste but this week we weren't tasting the caramel it was all about the campery what but i will say watching Kara bounce on the floor in that dress was worth the price of admission
1: <laughs>
0: that was so funny Rue is decided the first coveted Rue Peter badge will go to Vicky Vivacious. Do you agree?
1: Not really.
0: And again, it comes down to taste. And uh, and, and for mean, those who are like, this is a weird edit of the lip sync. Why didn't we see Kara more? It's because Kara was on stage right where the bitch was.
1: No, I, I know that. I will say though, maybe I agree slightly, but I thought it was more caramel. Uh yeah. Vicky kind of reclaim more, like dominate a little bit more with the funny faces. Yes. And, but for me, it was caramel.
0: All right. I got some burning questions wrapping this podcast. Are you ready?
1: Yes. And I'm ready to know more about this tea.
0: What is the premiere's legacy?
1: I have no idea.
0: <laughs> well, for me, it's the editing. This is always going to be known as the show that had to edit out a queen and did it successfully
1: well yeah no i i think yes i think that is a good legacy especially because they already had the experience of watching the disastrous way of doing it in the usa
0: yes we did <laughs> um who won the week who had the best episode
1: for to, like right now
0: for this episode who 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 was the star of the episode
1: oh caramel that's your
0: absolutely caramel Best, best best episode here now, we've got a design challenge using pet supplies next week. Who do you fear for, and who do you think will do well?
1: Mm, I fear for Banksy.
0: I do, too. First off, that's a lot of body to cover with weird pet supplies.
1: Well, I mean, she looked comfortable with the rest. But no, I do worry with her because, like, of course, as much as I did like that dress, She didn't make that dress.
0: No, she did not.
1: And she seems Um, comfortable doing that, like barely covered garments. So I feel she's gonna go in that route.
0: I think I'm worried about Tamara also.
1: Tamara too. I think she's like I pay
0: people to do my shit. Literally. All right. Well, after one episode, the winner of the season is (laughs) (laughs) Caramel. Agreed. I I mean, right now I have no want to say but carmel that being said close behind but not quite there yet would I be go. michael
1: yes i agree um,
0: but overall i think this is a really fun cast i'm gonna say it now the people who are in the top this week i think are actual contenders the people who are not in the top i don't think they're gonna win
1: i yeah well there's like this theory that normally the people who do well in the first episodes or like the winner of the first episode they go to the top that's a theory right but well,
0: fine now i mean listen i'm sure there are statistics about that somewhere i just don't have time to figure it out
1: no of course no there's there are and i saw it once but it was too much for me but i do feel like michael caramel and vicky are like contenders Pierce.
0: Absolutely. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Event Mountain, any projects you want to plug?
1: You can find me at Instagram, like Lori story with double Y and well, I'm doing a pageant. I'm doing miss comedy queen. Well, miss big Adams apple.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: And that's November
0: 5th. Promoted by the amazing Carrie Kerning.
1: Yes. I love her yes i love her and if you want to go see me be very very
0: stupid go for, you. for <laughs> well thank you so so much for being here it was a pleasure
1: yes and it was fun actually i'm making now my girlfriend watch it with me all the multiverses
0: i love it